0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley.
1: And welcome to Love Talk friends. Thanks, Gavin, so much for making us sound so good every week here on Love Talk. It's a beautiful day in Austin. Thank you, friends, for joining us. We're thrilled to be with you here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Enderbrock in studio today with a very special treat for our listeners. I don't have Coach Carrie Brinkater with me, and I don't have the amazing Marlene McMichael with me, but for all of the guys out there, I do have my very wonderful husband, Eric Enderbrock, and he's going to be joining me this morning just to wish everyone a very happy Easter and just to give a little treat for the, the men out there. We just thank you guys for listening to Love Talk every Every week into being so faithful, and so, ladies, we're going to be talking about Easter today. Men, we're going to be talking about Easter and sharing our perspectives and talking about the power of Easter, the power of Jesus. There is no power like the power of Jesus. And so we're just going to get in and talk today about what Easter means for us right now, where we're at, and how we can just love walk through this amazing time that God has given us. So, Eric, thank you so much for being on Love Talk today with me. I'm just looking forward to this program.
0: Oh, my pleasure. And, you know, it seems appropriate maybe to do the Obligatory. He is risen.
1: He is risen indeed. Yeah,
0: so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, so friends, today is Saturday, and uh, so it's just an interesting time because on Saturday, we're in this extraordinary moment between the cross of crucifixion from yesterday and the grave of glory that we're going to wake up to tomorrow. And so we're about to break out of this hopelessness and defeat and burst into a redeemed victory. That is what Easter is all about. And so, friends, I just want to ask you, are you ready for Easter Sunday? Are you ready for Jesus' resurrection day and I love last week's program. We focused on preparing our hearts for Easter with very special guest, Linda Chandler. And today we're just going to step right into that power that God offers us through the spirit of Jesus Christ. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is alive and active in us today. And I love the fact that it's not a spirit that you have to uh, question or doubt, but it's the same spirit of the one true God that has been promised to us and given to us for all who look to Jesus for help and forgiveness. He offers a life of power and peace and purpose. And so it's just an amazing time. I love the Easter uh What? holiday holy day i love the easter time of year when we're able to step into everything that uh that christ offers us it's really a promise fulfilled
0: absolutely i mean if you just think about the the beauty and the majesty of an empty grave and and uh you know, boy, it just—it almost chokes me up, and and kind of I fall short of words as I do many times. But you know, you just think of an empty grave and and what the Spirit has done, bringing Jesus to us, so that we might be saved together. And you know, I can't think of anything that is more exciting. And in some ways, we just don't talk about it enough. One day a year certainly isn't enough. So, you know, Easter needs to be every weekend, I think.
1: Isn't it amazing how an empty grave fills us up? You mm-hmm. just think, you know, I, I just love that um, when you talk about things being empty or, um, you know, what is it? Is the glass half full or half empty? Well, that grave was completely Empty and yet it is because it was empty that we are completely filled with God's Spirit today. And it's just, uh, I just love the way that God works through this.
0: Yeah, that's a great analogy with the water. I mean, you think about the living water that Jesus tells us he is and, you know, leaving the grave and coming into us. That's, that is the pure visual of what the Spirit is in our lives today. <laughs>
1: Well, and so, you know, when we were talking, we we're kind of thinking through this program. And, um you know, I think that so many of us today, you know, Eric, we just we look at everything that's going on in the world and we really feel overwhelmed. And we just think, you know, what can we what can we do? What answers are really out there? And yet Easter says, Hey, I have overcome the world. Like, yes, you will see tribulation. Christ says, yes, you will see, see, uh, um, trouble, but you are not to be anxious about it. You are not to fear over it because I haven't given you a spirit of fear. I have given you a spirit of power. And so we're going to talk about that, friends, that what we are able to step into and the life that we're able to have because of the sacrifice of Christ on that cross for our sins and the resurrection uh, that followed where um, the spirit of the living God uh, raised Jesus dead body to fullness of life. And it's the same spirit that he offers us today. And so friends, I don't know what you're doing for Easter. I, I don't know kind of what your plans are. If you're kind of going for a quiet walk by yourself or, um, you know, maybe there's, you're, you're, um, at home today and, and you're just thinking, yeah, I have zero plans. Or if you are running around the house doing that, what do the kids call it? Panic cleaning, right?
0: Yeah. Panic cleaning, panic cooking, all kinds <laughs> of things happen this week. Yeah.
1: So I don't know where you're at. If you're, if you're just overwhelmed by a full schedule or if that schedule seems empty, friends, it does not, um, it just does not matter your circumstances, you are able to step into the spirit of Christ and just have a very full Easter Sunday. So um, what we are doing this Easter for all of those um, inquiring minds, we're just going to have kind of I um, I don't know, a quiet-ish Easter. Eric's parents are coming over for dinner.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've been overseas, and so getting back before Easter was a was a high priority to us, and... You know now it's also a chance you know we have i guess a a long vacation, so now we need to rest and <laughs> yeah. uh you know Easter is gonna be i think rest in and resting in Jesus in the spirit, you know it's gonna be just a chance for us to kind of absorb the things we've seen overseas and and there's a lot of it you know when you when you travel, you get this wonderful perspective. For example, you know, we went to an international church in the Czech Republic that some friends recommended, and and one of the things that really hit me in the service is the, I think it was actually the wor- worship leader got up and said, you know, he went to every continent in and, and this church because it's international and English speaking, you know, people talked, and they were there from Africa, from Asia, North America, South America, Europe, you know, and I'll, I'll we, Australia, Australasia, yeah. you know, we forgot some in the service too, so I don't want to feel too bad. <laughs> Everywhere but Antarctica, right? And so, and it was just this great vision of what I think heaven's gonna look like. It's just believers from all over the place who look different, but worship the same God and so amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember that Sunday. That was, that was so amazing and the pastor said, you know, he was just welcoming um, all the guests that were there. And so he went through each continent and had everybody raise their hands who were from that continent. And it was amazing to see that, you know, the, the globe was very well represented. The family of Christ was very well represented. And when after that, we started to worship. And I just thought, this is what it's going to be like in in heaven, but even more so. Yeah. With every nation, every tribe, every well, continent. And, and
0: this was our last week in Europe. And so I think that really also was laid against a backdrop of, you know, the Czech Republic being, I think, one of the least Christian countries in Europe. Um, you know, also having toured so many different places where you saw the the horrors of, of communism right after world war 2 and and the nazis coming in and and there's there's just so much history but so much difficult difficult times that are even very recent and so to see the church alive and well but um you know i mean sadly to say not flourishing as much as you'd love to see in europe after so much turmoil that you know, it's just really striking.
1: You know, that's a really good point. I, I love that you made this point. And it, it was interesting when, so, um, you know, friends, for, for those of you who kind of aren't, aren't familiar with this, Eric and I had this incredible opportunity to go for the entire month of March with, with our oldest daughter, Aaliyah. She, she had called us last summer and she said, Hey, mom and dad, Um, I think I can graduate from Baylor a semester early, and if I do, can I use that tuition money to go to Europe? And we thought, well, gosh, sure, that's a great idea. And so she just took us along with her, and we had a grand time, and we uh, went to Croatia and Bosnia, Montenegro, Hungary, France, and the Czech Republic and as we went through each of those, those, those nations, um, you could see how those who, who had a much higher Christian population, there was a warmth there. There was a stability there. And then those that, um, had primarily an atheist population, there was kind of a, a reserved coldness. And it was just so very interesting. But one of the things that I love is that as we walked through the history of these nations, and some very, very war-torn and tragic, it seemed to be consistently that the force that had overcome communism was the Christian church raising up or rising up, and uh, because obviously with communism, it completely oppresses the church it imprisons pastors and um it silences the church and so when the church of of god says no we're you know this is the the people are oppressed and god strengthens the church and they they rise up that is when we've seen the nations be delivered and so it just has given me such hope for our country because i think okay we are not there yet and i'm looking at this um movie the jesus revolution friends if you have not seen it run to go see it. Don't wait for it to come out on video. Go to the movie theater and see it. I pr- promise you it will be the best $10 that you have spent in a long time. It's a wonderful movie and it really shows what God does um when people turn their hearts towards towards him.
0: Yeah, and and that was something I've been thinking a lot about since we just saw the movie for the first time and, you know, I'm sure we'll be purchasing it and watching it many times, but you know, what struck me the most there is it is a movie about the Holy Spirit working in in what was disenfranchised youth of the time, the hippies and, and the the counterculture of the '60s and '70s. But but you know you can just see so clearly the problems and the pain of today's young people and the mental illness and the struggles and the things that they are going through. It looks exactly the same to me. And, you know, I just left there. I agree. I think you put the right word. It was a hope and, and this desire to see, you know, the spirit work in the same ways. And, and, you know, I don't, I think the, the tender is there for a fire. I'm not exactly sure what spark God's going to throw on it, but you know, I'm, I'm expecting really big things out of a generation that to us looks lost beyond hope.
1: Well, we know that the Spirit is willing, and that's something that we're going to be talking about today. I mean, we just saw what what the Holy Spirit of God did at Asbury College, and just the thousands of lives that uh, came to him and were transformed and changed and delivered from addiction and uh, relationships that were healed. And one of the things that struck me about the truth of this, um, I mean, it's almost a documentary. It is a movie, but it is a, not just based, it is a true story that happened in our nation in the late 60s, early 70s. There was unity among people that should have never had unity. And so I think that this is, you know, one of the things that Christ prayed for before he went um, and, and left the disciples and returned to heaven, he prayed for unity. And friends, if we want unity, the only way that we're going to get true unity is through Jesus Christ. And that is something that his spirit is at work for, uh, in our hearts, in our families, in our nation. And it's something that we need to step into and, and embrace. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about the willingness of the spirit. What is the Holy spirit willing to do? What does it mean that he's willing? We're going to talk through the power and um, the power of the Holy Spirit and look at the P and the O and the W and the E and the R and just try and come up with an acrostic that we can really chew on this week and maybe even discuss around the Easter table tomorrow. Find out what your favorite part of the power of the Holy Spirit is. Is it the P, the O, the W, the E, or the R? We're going to discuss what each of those mean. And talk a little bit more, a lot more about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of Easter that is ours today and what resurrection Sunday brings us tomorrow. The hope that it gives, the security that it gives and the exclamation mark that it puts on this amazing holiday. Friends, we're going to go to break and hear from our incredible sponsors that keep love talk on the air. We just wish all of them an amazing happy Easter and just pray blessings over their teams and their businesses. You're going to want to stay tuned over the next few minutes. Meet our sponsor three, two, Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock in the KTXW studio, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. It's a beautiful time in Texas, and happy Easter to everyone. I love it that today is Saturday, and we are right in between the crucifixion of yesterday and the resurrection of tomorrow. And we're able to really reflect and prepare. And so we're talking about the power of Jesus. There is no power like the power of Jesus. And I'm in studio today with my amazing husband, Eric N. DeBrock. And we wish a very happy Easter to our co-hosts, Marlene McMichael and Coach Carrie Brinkader. And of course, we wish an exceptionally happy and blessed Easter to the founder of Love Talk, the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and her amazing, wonderful husband, Van. Well, guys, you are well represented today. Eric uh, has agreed to be on the program with me. We are talking about Easter, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power that is Ours through the resurrection of Christ. And um, we have these two key verses that are anchoring our program, and they are these. The first one from 2 Timothy 1 7, it says, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self control. And Romans 15, 13, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Friend, we have, friends, we have power through the Holy Spirit and it is an awesome and promised power. It is a power that has been given to believers in the form of the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. And, and I just love this because Easter truly is a, a holiday where we are able to step into promises fulfilled. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would be sent by God and poured out on believers. In Acts one eight, we see um, we see this promise set before us. It says, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you." You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And friends, this is not a small little bit of power. This is the same power that hovered above the earth. And brought all creation into being. Everything that is seen, everything that is unseen was created through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's just an amazing, awesome power that is alive and active in believers today, and that is available to all believers, to all who turn to God and place their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so we're going to be walking through this acrostic, this this power acrostic that is ours through the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at the P and the O and the W and the E and the R. And we would just love, friends, if you took this acrostic and discussed it at your Easter dinner table tomorrow. Uh, So we want you to think about what is your favorite part about the power of the Holy Spirit? And so, Eric, we're going to start off with the P. And so, what can we learn about the power of the Holy Spirit when we look at the first letter?
0: Yeah, let's jump right in. Um, P. For us, you know, as we talked through this, I mean, it's really about the personal nature of God and Jesus and His Spirit, and how the Spirit, through salvation, comes into our hearts. And you know, I think this is really kind of lays it out best when we take a look at Ephesians three sixteen through twenty. I'll just read that to you, and then we'll kind of talk through it. But the personal nature. I think is really the defining piece of the spirit. It's, it's coming into us, being with us. We all want and desire friendship and, and God has given us this piece of him to live with us, to, to do life with. And so we're never truly alone when we're with Jesus. There's, there's God and there's, there's the son Jesus, but they're so gracious and not talked about enough. I think is, is this power and personal attribute of the spirit that lives in us and so in ephesians it says according to the riches of his glory he may grant to you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth the length the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And I love about this one especially when as a guy I start looking at the the length and the height and the depth and you know starts thinking about the carpenter that Jesus was and the and the structure that God puts to everything but but you know this is really about the strength and the power of the spirit you know this is this personal work that he does in our hearts to give us power over sin to um, translate for us, you know, I, I think of this personal piece and, and you look at it and, and I've been walking around Europe looking at amazing man-built stuff, but also some very beautiful countryside things that God has put together. And, and I'm often in awe and I think of this personal, you can almost feel the spirit within you translating awe into worship. And, and it's just, it's these kind of things. And in those moments that you just feel the spirit lead you into a deeper relationship. So I don't know Kathy, how how do you see the Holy Spirit working? Yeah,
1: you know, I just love that, you know, when you're talking about walking around Europe and seeing these structures and and you are overcome with the beauty of these structures and you do find yourself just filled with awe and being moved towards worship. I was in this uh little um chapel or sanctuary in the uh French Riviera in this monastery Uh, up on top of a hill, it was called Ez, the town of Ez, and um, I was just in this sanctuary and just found myself, started to sing this hymn that, um, you know, a a hymn that I I guess I had known from either the girls' school or, you know, sometime in my childhood, because we don't sing a lot of hymns in church anymore, but I just found myself singing this hymn and then, um, it was just amazing to be overcome and just standing in this place that man had built to honor and worship God and, and be able to just be with him in that moment. And I think the greatest work of the Holy Spirit is that personal work that he does in our hearts or, you know, Eric, like you said in the scripture, in our inner Being, you know, those places that nothing can reach. And, and, and friends, if you are feeling today like no one loves me, I am without love, or, or the people, you know, don't love me rightly or they don't love me well, let me tell you that God loves you. And you cannot even imagine the breadth and the height and the, the, the length and the depth of his love for you. But the Holy Spirit will give you insight into that. He will help you to start understanding just that all-surpassing love that God has for you and the work that he wants to do in your inner being and uh, in that beautiful sanctuary space that it might just be filled within you with worship and praise for the one true God. So I love that. I love the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and how he can transform us. So, okay, Eric, so the O, um, this is, the, the I, I love the O because when I think of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> I think of what this O stands for, and it is the overcoming power. So when we think of the power of the Holy Spirit it is an overcoming power, and there's this incredible uh, verse that, that Christ gave us. He says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And then there's this other really short little verse in 1 John chapter 4, where John is just encouraging all who would read his letters. And he says, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And so friends, I just tell you if If you feel like, oh, my gosh, you were just under attack and you were taking it on all sides, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And he gives you an overcoming power that there is nothing that you think that is going to fall on you that he will not put right under your feet and that he will not use for your good to establish uh, a strong foundation for you to step out into the life that he has for you. So, Eric, okay, I I have this question for you. What do you find that you most often need to remind yourself that Jesus is greater than? When he says he he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world, what greater than thing for you about Jesus makes the most impact?
0: i mean it's it's hard to even just pick just one there's so much there and and it reminds me i'd at least you know I've been scrolling through some social media and some downtime in airports and there's been one of those wristbands and it's it's basically a set of symbols um but it it basically represents God is greater than your ups and downs and and to me, you know I guess I'd translate that to say you know the spirit knows me so well that it's the the spirit helps me overcome any of my weaknesses. So therefore, you know, he is greater than my weaknesses. And, and, you know, for me, there's, there's just lots of things. Unlike everybody, I have, you know, anxieties and worries, but most awfully about silly things. You know, that's the thing that I guess the, the spirit that I love about the spirit so much is that, you know, when I'm in the middle of something and I catch myself just being fearful for no good reason, often, you know, the spirit is such a calming effect. And, and, and when I think of overcoming, it overcomes ridiculous emotions. It overcomes the, the negative thoughts that people don't understand me. Well, the spirit's in me. He understands. Jesus understands me and, and can calm the storms that rage inside my head, you know, inside my heart. And so I, I really think that's a big one. Um, mm. and probably the biggest. You know, there are um but but there's a lot of things that it just helps me with the acceptance of things I can't control. And and, you know, as you get older, I think maybe you get better at those things or maybe the spirit's just gotten more powerful in 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 kind of pushing away those those thoughts and, and letting me focus through prayer and and just the presence and worship of God that, you know, there are things I can't control and they don't really matter very much.
1: You know, I love what you say that he's greater than your ups and downs. And I and I think that he also I, I love, you know, as you spend time in his word, he does reshape our thoughts. Mm-hmm. He does give us that new way to look at things. And um what there is the scripture and you might have to help me through it. It's something like um uh uh, let's see, Was it? Um, no longer be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve the perfect will of God. And I just love that because I think that there is, if if we are just on, you know, neutral, just kind of, you know, drifting through life, there is a tendency to be conformed to the patterns of this world and there are so many voices that are shouting out at us and telling us what to think but friends we need to be wise and not woke we need to press into god's word and look for true wisdom wisdom and not just be conformed to the patterns of the world but we truly need to be um, transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God, through the scriptures and through the teachings of Christ, because that's where we're going to find true wisdom um, that uh, is really going to, you know, do that incredible work in our heart. The Holy Spirit, I, I think I find that every time I step into scripture with a heart that says, Lord, teach me these things and Holy Spirit, reveal the truth of your word, uh, just something amazing happens and things that I would not have seen on my own, I see. And rather than just reading things with my mind, it starts to impact my heart, that yeah. inner being.
0: Well, and that's that overcoming power, right? It's the, it's the ability of the spirit to just wash over and encompass everything that's going on in your life.
1: So true. Okay. So P for personal o for overcoming. Okay, friends, I don't know if you have a favorite so far, but so the w, we spoke about this just a little bit in our opening segment. The w is willing. The spirit is willing. He it is the Holy Spirit is a willing power that is willing to just step in and do more than we could ever ask or imagine. There's this um scripture in Matthew twenty six forty one, and friends, I want to tell you, I know a lot of times you're listening, and and you might DM me and say, "Hey, can you share the scriptures from today's program?" And I'm always happy to do that. If if you're ever listening to the program, or you're on our podcast at uh, Love Talk Network, and that's Love Talk kind of smashed together, all one word, if you want to find our podcast. Uh, if there is, if, if you are just haven't gotten those, those scriptures or you've may, maybe been listening in your car and you weren't able to write them down, uh, if you DM me or go to Instagram and message me, I am always happy to share these scriptures with you, uh, so that you can just kind of add those to your little uh, memorization portfolio or encouragement, your daily encouragement. Um, is we just, we love these scriptures that anchor the truth of God. And so for W, it is willing, and so the, the scripture here is right out of Matthew twenty six forty one, and uh, and and I'm going to share another scripture with you that that um, kind of. Um, nails us into the ground a little bit more it says the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak and i want to say here so many times this is applied just to the spirit of man but if you go and you look up the original greek that's used the greek word for spirit it's actually pneuma which in scripture pneuma is used overwhelmingly for the spirit of god And so it kind of gives us a little bit new insight into this chapter or into the scripture. And I would say, you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's both. Maybe this is talking not only when Jesus was speaking these words, maybe he meant the spirit of God is willing and also the spirit of man is willing. And so, friends, when we approach the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is willing. Are are we willing? Are we willing to give Him our will? Are we willing to give Him our life? Are we willing to turn over um, our wants to His wants and just be amazed by the work He will do? So there's so Matthew twenty six forty one. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And there's one in First Corinthians two ten. It says, "For the Spirit searches everything." even the depths of God. And so, friends, the Holy Spirit, boy, he is at work. He is searching. He is looking. He is seeing what hearts are turned towards God, what hearts are seeking his help. And he is just, anytime he gets a yes from you, he is not only willing to step right in, he's excited to step right in. That is what God has sent him out to do. And I want to talk really quickly because there are two words that are used for spirit. The one is pneuma, which is what we've already talked about—the spirit of God—and the other is parakletos. And um, the for uh, the paraklete or parakletos is um, the Holy Spirit, and it is used by in the Gospels, and, and primarily in the Gospel of John, and then also again in First John. But, uh, this word means a willing helper, an aid, assistant, supporter, one who comes right alongside you. How cool is that? The Holy Spirit is right there as your helper to come right alongside you. So Eric, I have this question for you. When we talk about the Pneuma, the Holy Spirit of God and the, the Parakletos, the, the Holy Spirit as helper and aid and assistant who comes right alongside you, have you ever seen the Holy Spirit step in and help you you know maybe even when you least expected it?
0: You know, I think yes, obviously I have and and you know as when I read these and and what just pops into my mind is you know the spirit searches everything like you were saying in Corinthians, kind of puts Google to shame but but sometimes <laughs> what I least expect and, and and you know is is that the spirit shocks me. Not in the highs and lows, like I talked about in overcoming in in the last section, it's really sometimes in the, in the middle, in the mundane, you know, I think just going through life, walking around, you know, like to say on autopilot, doing the errands every day, you know, just give a few examples that sometimes it just amazes me because I'll be walking along and you'll feel this and you'll see a gift. Or something on a shelf, and this has happened it happens I think a lot for for you for sure, because you like to shop a little more <laughs> than I do, but yes. you know but when you're thinking about somebody and there's a love for a person and you you really want something, I feel like the spirit gives you a blessing and reaches in, and sometimes you just find the right thing, and I know that's that's just such a trivial thing to think about but but when it happens to me because it's maybe not all that common. I mean, there's just a joy in it, and you almost – I can feel the spirit alive in it. It can be – you know, I've, I've actually not ever had this personally happen to me, but I've talked to many people who are, they're in line to get a coffee and, and somebody does that pay it backwards kind of thing where they've bought your coffee. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you've done that at school with teachers and, and, and it's happened to you a few times. That's just such a blessing and you just feel the spirit. And I think there's such a, a, a locking connection between love and kindness and what the spirit brings. And we know those are the fruits of the spirit and when those things are alive in you and those things happen in our daily emotional activities for me that's when the spirit really comes alive i mean that's that's not to say that you in the in the trenches or on the mountaintop you know you're calling out you know you're on your knees those are moments that i guess i expect to find the spirit and i do but it's in these these middle ground areas where you know it's almost like that little subtle tapping on your shoulder and all of a sudden, you kind of realize that the Spirit is there.
1: You know, I, uh, I do love that because, you know, I I think that the Holy Spirit is active when we ask Him to be, but He's active when we forget that He's yeah. even there and active just because we are not acknowledging Him does not mean that He yep. somehow ceases to exist. And I love this. And, you know, I heard this... Um, gosh, sometime within the last three weeks, that until we really acknowledge and understand that the Holy Spirit is a person, we will not have a personal relationship with him an acknowledgement of his work. And um, and and again, not to try and set up this weird thing where there's God the Father and Jesus the Son and there's Holy Spirit and that they're all completely separate and somehow like three different gods. No, they are three persons, three unique persons, but all one God, all in this perfect, beautiful, incredible unity that we cannot even just, uh, you know, fathom. and. You know, for some reason, you know, the Lord has given us glimpses and understanding and and, and has given us a very clear delineation of him in Scripture, where Christ has see, said, you know, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And Scripture says that the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same Holy Spirit. That dwells within us and 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 dwells within believers. And so, um, so but it is so exciting because I think that oftentimes, Eric, you're exactly right. Like we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit, we don't acknowledge His work. It's we see God, we see the Father, and um, for those who have who recognize Christ and the sacrifice of Christ. On the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, we see Jesus, but we kind of forget about the Holy Spirit.
0: And it's, and it's not purposeful, but it's, you know, I guess there's the part to being invisible and, and, you know, you, you think of an empty tomb and you, and you see the face of Jesus within that. But the gift of the Spirit, you know, the thing that amazes me, whether it's a Bible verse popping into your head or a song like we talked about, you know, that just comes to mind or, you know, how just randomly I'll be walking around and I'll hear like a a song, something about the power of Jesus or something to me, the other thing. And, and, you know, I talked a lot about what I think the spirit, how I experience the spirit. And I think Mm -hmm. it's actually the other way around also, or, or certainly so is that, you know, if there ever was a desire to share Jesus, I think that is directly coming from the spirit outpouring in your lives. And, you know, it's a, it's a scary thing. And a lot of people aren't great about sharing their faith and, and uh, maybe being fearful or struggling that they'll say the right words, but that's the beauty of the spirit because it doesn't matter what we say. God doesn't need us to do anything, but I think through the spirit, he he gives us this opportunity to be part of the kingdom in a way that we never ever could be mm-hmm. if all we were doing was looking up at Jesus and that's that's a great thing we should be on our knees doing it but i think he's given us this gift this very rare gift about how we can be part of it and we can we can show this love and sharing to other people and i don't know to me that's that's just this wonderful thing of the spirit just kind of almost I kind of picture it like bursting out of us in some way.
1: (laughs) I love that. Okay, well, friends, so that is the P and the O and the W, the personal, the overcoming, the willing power that is ours through the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And so, friends, we have to take a break and hear from our sponsors, our amazing sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air every week, who've made it possible for us to have a podcast Oh, we appreciate them so much. You're going to want to hear from them. They have been our trusted friends, keeping Love Talk on the air for 37 years. That is just amazing to me, and we so appreciate them. We are looking forward to coming back with you and sharing the E and the R of power. What could they possibly do? Be. Well, we're going to share those with you and a few more personal stories from Eric and Kathy Endebrock. Welcome back to love, love Talk, Talk friends. I cannot it. believe we are in our final segment. This is Kathy Endebrock in studio today with my wonderful husband, Eric Endebrock. Guys, he is representing you well, and we just want to extend uh, just a blessed and happy Easter to all of our faithful Love Talk friends and family. We just love you so much, and we just pray for special blessings over you this incredible wonderful holiday season and also just a, a wonderful hello and uh, Easter blessings to coach Carrie brinkader and the marvelous Marlene McMichael my incredible co-host boy ladies I sure do miss having you with me today but I'm just so excited of uh just your opportunity to be able to spend this time with friends and family and doing everything that the Lord has placed in front of you and called you to step into and of course a very happy Easter to our founding love lady the first lady of love evelyn davison and her amazing husband van and friends we've been getting some questions from you about how to connect with us um, outside of our saturday 10 a.m program and so i want to share that with you you can go to facebook to Love Talk Radio and you can friend us there. Uh and you can also go to Instagram, yay me. I've been trying to post more on social media and just connect and encourage um encourage you there, connect with you there. So you can go to Love Talk Radio um, on Instagram. And if for any reason you cannot find me, uh just go to my personal one, Kathy Enderbrock. There is only one Kathy Enderbrock. I absolutely promise you that E N. D-E-B-R-O-C-K, and Kathy with a C, and uh, just let me know, hey, I can't find you, uh, I can't find Love Talk Radio, and I will make sure to give you a link across to that Instagram account, and also, as always, we are on our podcast now at Love Talk, all one word, Love Talk Network, and you can get all of our Saturday programs there as well. They drop the week following uh Saturday. So today's program should be dropping on Tuesday. Anyway, friends, we love you. We're excited about this Easter program. We are talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And we've been walking through this incredible acrostic P-O-W-E-R. And we're just encouraging you to talk tomorrow uh, with whoever you're sitting around the table with. You know, even if you're at the local McDonald's, go and sit next to someone. And discuss with them the power of Jesus Christ that is theirs because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have Seen and experienced in Scripture and the Holy Spirit that we 've experienced personally in our lo- in our own lives, now is the time to sh- to step up and share the love of God, the good news of God uh, and the good news of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins that he offers, the eternal life that he offers, and the power that He offers right now for our day to day power and peace and promise in our inner being, as the scriptures um, say, as we've been kind of walking through. So, Eric, okay, we have talked through the P. It is a personal, personal power, a personal relationship. The O, it is an overcoming power. The W, a willing power. We've walked through those in our last segment. And so E, what is the E yep, stand now for?
0: We're, now we're the E. It's the eternal power. And so we, we throw that word around a lot, eternal. You know, it's, it's, it's a very common word. We understand what it means. But to me... It's, it's a pivotal part about what the spirit provides. And, and we hear that a little bit in Ephesians 3:20. now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or even think according to the power at work within us. And, and so there is this power, but, you know, to me really what you're seeing here is the eternal work in interpreting my thoughts, my poor worldly thoughts into things that God cares about it's, we talked about this a little bit earlier, it's transforming my wonder into something God cares about, worship, transforming wonder into worship. It's, it's making a thing that we can't really grasp or understand, the, the eternal nature of God. I mean, we're temporal beings on this side of heaven and, and it's, it's just very difficult to comprehend that in a, in a world where a clock is ticking 24 hours a day, every day for our lives. But there's no clock after that. And I think the spirit is that is that eternal translator between what we are now and what we will become forever. And so, Kathy, I don't know, as you think about this, you know, how do you see the eternal power at work in you? And, and what does that look like?
1: You know, it's funny because sometimes that eternal power is a gradual process. And then sometimes it's these aha times when you look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, my gosh, like, look at this transformed person who is this standing in front of me. And there's this really funny, uh you know, story, Eric, it's with your mom. I know that you'll remember this. And uh so I threw Eric and I threw a big party for um, his mom's 75th birthday and, and invited just all the The cousins and and uh, sister in laws and just everyone from all around Texas and and everywhere and had them over to our property on Logan Ranch and and towards the end of the pro uh, towards the end of the of the party um uh, my mother in law comes over and sits next to me and she goes Kathy I just wanted to tell you I was wrong about you. We're like, okay, it took us 18 years to get there, but we did. And so my answer to her amazed me because typically for me, I would just, you know, I mean, my old typical me would have gotten offended, would have gotten my shackles up, but the words that came out of my mouth just shocked me, but they were so true. I told her, no, Margie, you weren't wrong about me. You were exactly right about me, but... The Holy Spirit has done an incredible work in my life, and I'm very grateful for that, and I'm grateful for you and for your son. And so it was just a really neat testament to me as well of the, that the work that the Holy Spirit had done to really change me from this woman that I wouldn't have chosen for my son if I had one today to someone who um, was kind of a worthy wife.
0: Hmm. Well, i I'm going to be a little speechless just, <laughs> just in the self preservation mode, I think here, so great story, so you know I think that's that's a great example though I mean the time doesn't have a meaning, but it also has all meaning. you know the spirit works in us and changes us but but the eternal nature of the spirit is that you know there's never less of the spirit, there's never a depletion of the spirit. you know it kind of makes me think of one of the things you know I grew up and it was always holy ghost, it wasn't holy Spirit, and somewhere in there it turned to um to being the Holy Spirit but I like that so much more. And, and, you know, I remember when we were walking in Europe and I'm forever looking the wrong direction. And and it wasn't that the cars are driving on a different side. I just don't look the right way. And, you know, there's (laughs) almost a tram plowed us over a couple of different times and things happen. And, and I was thinking about the spirit and we always, you know, there's always that Hollywood kind of conceived thing that we have a, a guardian angel. And I actually think the spirit, being the holiest angel that exists and lives within us. I think we've misunderstood that whole guardian angel. I think the spirit is our, our, Angel that guards us all the time, and 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 I think that eternalness is, is kind of goes hand in hand with we've just kind of misunderstood the angel that watches over us and and happens in. Those well, situations. I mean, as long
1: as we're using that like euphemistically and metaphorically, I mean, very clearly, the Holy Spirit is not an angel because angels are created beings, right? True, fair enough. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, okay, euphemistically, we can go. Okay, the Holy Spirit is protecting us. He is preserving us. He is always watching over us. He I guess is... what I'm
0: saying is, I think you know, the the person watching. Over over us is Jesus and God through the spirit. And and we we sometimes attribute that to something that God made as like an angel. But I I think maybe, maybe that's not it. Maybe the spirit is that watcher for us that is always eternal, everlasting, never depleted. I don't know. Either way, I mean, if we've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, he gives us this Holy Spirit as this seal.
1: You know, yeah, and I like that idea that, you know, if the Holy Spirit is watching over us and dwelling within us then God directs his angels according to, yeah. uh, you know, what our needs are. So I, you know, anyway, so I think that it's, it's it, those are some of the questions that I cannot wait to ask when I get to heaven. Yeah. Okay. So friends, that's the P-O-W-E and now the R and the R is this, it's all about Easter. It is the resurrection power. The fact that um, the spirit of Christ who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, Romans 8, 11 says, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so, friends, I tell you, whatever is dead and decaying or destroyed by sin, it can be reclaimed, redeemed and renewed. And so I just ask you, do you need this power today? Do you need this resurrection power today? Because Easter is that that exclamation mark reminder that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive and active and willing and powerful and overcoming and personal and eternal to do a work and to dwell within our inner being. And Friends, if you do not have a church service to go to tomorrow, I just encourage you, there are so many incredible churches. Northwest Fellowship in Austin on Pond Springs Road, Pflugerville Baptist Church in Pflugerville, in Main Street, there's Antioch Church, Main Street Baptist, Crestview. There are just churches all over Austin and Central Texas who teach God's word, who open his word. And if you don't have a Bible, they will give you a Bible. And so I just encourage you today, Friends, that you could recognize that you have a need for the power that Christ offers, that you acknowledge that you are a sinner saved only by the crucifixion, the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ that is just poured out to cover your sins and to redeem you from death. Friends, I just pray that you would step into this relationship with him by just acknowledging and declaring him Lord and Savior over your life and asking him to come in and dwell within your heart and do the work that only he can. It has been such a great program today. Eric, thank you so much for joining me.
0: As always, thanks for having me.
1: Friends, I think we're going to have to have him on again. What do you think? You let us know on social media if you want Eric to join us
0: again Ah, well hey listen Easter is a great time to ask somebody who's a seeking person to come to church too sometimes this is the only this and Christmas are the times that you can get somebody to go to church with you so don't be shy
1: friends the Holy Spirit is at work will you say yes and join him in that work go grab someone's hand invite your neighbor And go and take them to church with you this Easter Sunday. Friends, we love you. It's been a wonderful time spending this Saturday morning with you. Keep in touch with us. Let us know what you need. We just want to be there for you and help you to just step out with love and walk out with love and talk love in this incredible life that we have been given to the glory of God and for his kingdom to do an amazing work in this time that we've been blessed to live in. So friends, we look forward to joining you each Saturday here on The Bridge Austin. And until next week, God bless you and keep you. I'm Kathy Endebrock on behalf of Eric Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael and coach Carrie Brinkater. We love you and look forward to being back
0: with you next week on Love Talk.